Well, welcome everybody, Pastor Tim Karsken, Christian Center, Shreveport, in our daily podcast. Well, we're going to give a, a real warning for what the Lord has shown us prophetically and ask the question, is another Holocaust coming? Are we being like sheep led to the slaughter? We must be aware of the hour that we are living in. Let's talk about that this week. Welcome, 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 everybody. I pray you had a good weekend and that the Lord spoke to you and you had good fellowship, whatever ministry you're involved in. Those are with us at CCS. We love you. Glad you were with us this Sunday and uh, each and every day. Well, I want to welcome you again. It's the 13th day of November 2023. The world has gone mad as usual. (laughs) That seems to be the status quo since 2020, isn't it? Well, I want to spend a week here, maybe even longer. We'll see how the Lord directs this. I just feel this urgency to bring warning to the body of Messiah and to the hour that we're living in goes back to the virgin story I shared last week. But I've had the dream I shared with you about the second Holocaust. Is it coming? And the question is, are we nothing but sheep being led to the slaughter? And can we learn from the past of not making the mistakes. Israel's statement today is never again. And then on October 7, it happened again. You can say that, you can be vigilant, you can do all, but unless you are listening to the Spirit of God, you can be overwhelmed by the darkness of the day. And we are so sad about the 1,400 Jewish people and others that were killed on that day, and now a war has ensued. As retaliation and a hope, and the hopes of taking the head off the serpent that caused this to happen. That's the goal. But the fact is, with the uprisings around the world, we're now seeing that there are many that are denying the truth, denying the historical effect of as recent as October 7. We know there's Holocaust deniers. But now you have even deniers of something that happened a month ago with physical evidence, films. Uh, Even Palestinian planted people, uh, journalists who were working for, you know, uh, Associated Press and others who it seems to be were fully aware the attack was coming, planted themselves among the terrorists and filmed the whole thing. With all that in mind, there are still people that are denying it happened. And this is a scary thought because if that's the truth and you have a segment of population that's like that, they will be ones who will blind themselves or, or, or be blinded to the fact of what is happening in the world. So all around the world, we see the pro Hamas versus pro Israel movement. 
Now here, we have said on our platforms, we're not pro-Israeli government, military. We're pro-God. We're not nationalists. We're patriots. We believe that God has a redemptive plan for everything, both for Jew and Gentile. That God has a specific purpose. I shared last Wednesday night in our live meeting that I believe there's a time that we will pray, and I believe that it is already here, that we will pray judgment in order that there be a redemptive effect. As sad as this war is, and as sad as what's happening, the anti-Semitism and the hatred of the Jews around the world, and yes, we should stand up against it, and we are and will, but the fact is there's also a redemptive plan of God causing the Jews to return to Israel. And some of them are nations where they need to leave. And what is going to make them move? If we learned anything from World War II in Germany and other places, when the Jewish people were prospering in their businesses, etc., they felt no need to leave. It wasn't until the persecution came that many left. The question is, will you leave early enough? Will you wait and wait and wait till the last moment until you then become sheep being led to the slaughter? The question is, 11 million people were killed in the Holocaust. And we've asked this, and you've asked this, if just you're just a common thinking, how can that happen? How can, when there's that many people who outnumber the enemy, allow that to happen? Well, we saw that in COVID around the world, where you saw nations at wholesale capitulate and do whatever the government told them to do. Stay in your houses. Don't get this shot. Don't go out and do this. Don't do that. And just in step with the government, did everything they asked you to do. We were a little bit rebellious and, you know, we weren't like, you know, doing horrible things. But we, when we could stand and do what the word said, we did. When the Bible says, don't forsake the gathering, we gathered because that's what the word of God says. We were wise. We didn't. We tried to protect everybody as much as possible, but we weren't going to deny what the scripture says. You saw wholesale countries, China, Australia, parts of Europe, who literally lock and step. As the government spoke, it became their law. And, and very few, if any, stood up and said, this is wrong. And then those that did, the few that did, the enemy would shut them down. And because there could not be a mass assimilation of people to stand up together, then nothing happened. There was a unique story here this week in, uh, I think it was there, Michigan. Yes, it was in Michigan. A local board, like a city council type thing, had uh, voted to allow a Chinese company to come in there. Now, the local people said, no, we don't want this. These people are not to be trustworthy. Many of them are tied to the Chinese government. And, uh, military, and we don't want them in our community. I don't care how many jobs. That's what the people said. Well, this board said, no, too bad. We're going to do it because the governor and others said, there's too many jobs at stake. We're going to, it's going to increase business, et cetera, et cetera. And they're selling out to the almighty dollar. Well, the city had enough of it and they did what they call a recall and they threw out all seven board members, removed them from office. Now see, that's where the majority can do righteous things. And we are in a moment in time where we are being challenged to fall into line with the mantra of the media and the mantra of governments. We have this war right now, and 
our U.S. government is telling Israel how to fight the war. You can do this. You can't do this. Look, when you're cutting the head of a serpent off and you got something that's about to strike you, do you want a voice behind you and say, no, 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 don't kill that snake this way. Kill it this way. When you, if you listen and you wait too long, that thing will bite you and kill you. <laughs> it's just insanity at a level I've never seen. So when we think about what's coming, the second Holocaust potential, which we saw a foretaste of it on October 7th, was exactly the burning of bodies. That's what I, my dream said. I smell, that guy said to me, this professor and, and this Jewish man said, do you smell the bodies burning in the second Holocaust? And I said, yes. And the question was, what will you do? And I said, I will fight. And I think that's what we're trying to do on these platforms. We're trying to get an army of people that will fight against this. Well, it's inevitable, brother. It's going to happen. Well, let it happen on somebody else's watch. It's not going to happen on mine. But in the redemptive purpose of God, we have to find out what God is doing. So one of our prayer movements, one of our prayer initiatives is, God, if there are Jewish people and nations in England or France or wherever they're from, America, and you are commissioning them to go home now to make Galiah, we want to pray into that. We want to decree that, Lord, that they wouldn't become you know, sheep being led to the slaughter. And I think the goodness of God will do that if we listen. And the fact is, we need to know the truth. And many will say, and not you, I know this is not our group, oh, don't be involved with government. There's no need for that. You know, God's our government, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we tried that. We started that from the Jesus movement, and look where we are now. We allowed the government to take over our communities, take over our schools, take over everything. Not that we want to rule, not that we want to be the president, we want to be all that, but we want the leaders to abide by what our covenants were, what we agreed about freedom in our nations, and that they would uphold law. And right now, you're not seeing that. I saw videos this weekend, past weekend, in New York City of uh, Muslims who are attacking and attacking a, a building, Grand Central Station, and da da da. And, and nothing. The police is doing absolutely nothing. Go away, go home, stop this. You know, if we were to do that, and fighting for righteousness or fighting for Christian values, we would be in jail today. It is a double standard of where we are. And so we have to turn our hearts toward the Lord and ask ourselves, you know, I don't quote Plato. I'm not, I read this in a book, but a quote from Plato says is the punishment, which the wise suffer who refuse to take part in the government is to live under the government of worse men. And that is true. When we as a people choose not to engage in what's going on, then what happens? We live under a government of worse men, and that's what we have right now. We have some positive voices out there. We do have voices that are speaking for life and truth and for, for what the Constitution says or what law says, whatever country you're in. We have those, but they are small and few. And we need a mass grassroots movement of people to say, enough's enough. We are going to abide by law. We're going to abide by what our laws say is right and just. We're not going to allow hate. We're not going to allow this to occur. And here's the thing. As you heard the rhetoric, if you studied anything, and I'm not talking about what you read in history books, just the quotes from the Nazis, the quotes from uh, Goebbels and and all of those, Himmler and Hitler and others, 
just their speeches. You don't have to interpret them. Just their speeches will tell you it's nothing but hate. And we did it last week on Kristallnacht. They destroy Jewish synagogues, imprison 30,000 men, break thousands of businesses' glasses and destroy their business, remove them from business, remove them from government, and then they blame the Jewish people for it. Okay? That, you don't even have to read in the history book. You saw it. It was clear. It was video evidence of it all. And now uh, what happens in the midst of that, that hate speech goes unchecked to the point that now it becomes a law in Germany during that time. We're not far from that. And we have got to be ready for that. Look, your life is important. I want you to have a good life. I do. I want to. I want to enjoy life. I want to enjoy the creation that God made. And I'll do this as much as I can. But I, in my journey and in your journey, you cannot forget that the enemy is, wants our destruction. Because why? He does not want Christ to reign. He doesn't want that scripture in Revelation that says the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. That's not what they want. They want it to be destroyed. They're trying from the time of, of Adam to now to destroy the seed of, of Christ that came through the woman. And we are that, that seed. We came through the promises of Abraham, but we came through in our joint heirs through Christ Jesus. So here you go. And the fact is, the Bible says, when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. But unfortunately, when you study history the best you can, reading it, watching it, whatever, remember this. The historical facts, okay, they can be there, but the fact is, who wrote them and what was their agenda when they wrote them? They have revisionists all the time. I, there's a revival in, in Kentucky in the early century where Pentecostal power fell out, people getting healed, delivered, speaking in tongues. Well, revisionists didn't like that because they, they don't like the spirit-filled movement, and many revisionists began to write the story over, and it said it was a salvation revival alone, and there was no signs of wonders, signs and wonders and miracles, okay? So you change history. And the truth is not proclaimed, and so therefore the spirit part of the revival was left out. There's just an example. Well, think about history. We see now with what's going on here. The narrative now is that Israel's bad, and we forget about what happened on October 7th. We cannot forget. Look, let's not be like sheep led to the slaughter. If it's our time to die, it's our time to die. But we should not go blindly, unknowingly, what the plans of the enemy are. We must be wise to that. So I'm going to pray for you as we go through this journey this week of this warning that we would have a company of people that were not, are not ignorant but are aware of the hour we're living in and what they must do to fight. So, Father, I pray for this company, the 318 company, Genesis 14, that we would fight and get back what has been stolen, the truth, our possessions, our rights, the things that you gave us through your death and resurrection that the world wants to take away from us and just lead us like sheep to the slaughter. We will not go that way. We will go as if the Lord leads us in every way. We pray for that right now in the name of Yeshua. Amen and amen. Well, thanks again for listening each and every day here on our daily podcast. We love you, each and every one of you. you. Thank you for sowing into us. You can always do that on our app, Christian Center Shreveport, or our website.
we are blessed and we want to bless you in the midst of it. We have so much going on right now. Stay tuned to all our platforms as we declare what God is saying in this hour. May God bless you and have a great day. Come back and join us tomorrow. Bye-bye.